when they were talking about Jackie, they would say something like, and that was the last dinner party they would host. And mm-hmm. you just sort of go, oh God, and she doesn't know. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Rachel is joining us today to talk about killing Jesus, killing Kennedy, and killing Lincoln. Is yes. that it? Yes. So I was joking before we went on air that if these continue to get published, that I think that ultimately they should be named the Killing Everyone series. But Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Killing No, Killing Important People. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Killing VIPs. So. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we know it's an older series, but he's also been publishing more. So how about you tell us about the three that you read? So I started with the three that I saw that were closest. I was at a bookstore, Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble, a little plug there. I saw one. I thought, you know, I should probably read that. It's very popular. I've never read anything about it. I tend to not read nonfiction because mm-hmm. I'm an escapist reader and nonfiction is just a little too real. So I thought, well, it'd be good to be a little bit educated on that. So I started with Killing Jesus, which I didn't really learn a whole lot new that I didn't already know. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I like about the series, though, is it's very easy to read. Yeah. Like it's not so much detailed information that you get lost because a lot of historical works can be can that skew way. towards Especially because they want to prove themselves through yeah. laborious footnotes. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And they quote this and they quote that. Mm-hmm. So they're very, very, very easy reads. The three that I've read so far, really easy reads. Lots of cool information. Um, but if you already are somewhat familiar on the topic, probably won't learn anything new. I did learn a little bit about some Roman culture things that I didn't previously know. So that was kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. it's just fun to read. And then Killing Lincoln, again, Again, I had read quite a bit on him because that he's just a fascinating kind of guy. And I had actually read a biography on John Wilkes Booth because I was like, what makes a person want to do something like that? Because I just I love to study human behavior. It's so mm-hmm. fascinating the things people do. It's probably why you're in HR. <laughs> well, there's part well. of that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's just really interesting to me. And so I didn't necessarily learn a lot in the Lincoln one either because I had mm-hmm. already previously studied that subject. But it's still interesting the way they write it, him and his partner. And they the way they, they word things in there, they'll say... You know, and they have three days left to live or something like that. Like, you know, like dramatic, like you're like, I know it's going to happen, right. but ooh, <laughs> but then suspense. I'm thinking that it's just a regular day in their lives and they have mm-hmm. no idea they're about to die. And so it just mm-hmm. kind of makes you go, wow. I mean, because I guess that could be said for any one of us, right? We yeah, None yeah. of us know when we're going to go. And so you sort of look back on it in that hindsight 2020 thing mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, I wonder if they would have done anything differently or thought anything differently if they did know. Maybe that's why we don't know, because then we couldn't live our lives and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So just interesting. My favorite one, the one I just finished, my favorite of the three that I've read so far is The Killing Kennedy, because I haven't necessarily studied him that yeah. much. And so there was just a lot that I didn't know mm-hmm. about what had happened there. And plus, I think that one's a little bit more interesting because it happened in our lifetime right like I wasn't alive but like my parents were teenagers at the Mm -hmm. time and there's just it and it was sort of on the beginning cusp of when everything was being documented video and all that sort of stuff so we literally can see him be shot and obviously it's been done to death pun intended but he we've watched it there's all the conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. there's so many movies there's so many books there's so many of this that and the other so that one I found really interesting because it still kept it really light and there's so many things that I learned not just about Kennedy but about the whole 
timeline. You don't really think about, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis and mm-hmm. civil rights. I mean, yes, we think about civil rights, but you don't think about those things colliding all at the same time within a six-month period and the war in Vietnam and just these huge culture-shifting world events that happened within this two-year time span. And then, you know, Kennedy gets shot and then his brother gets shot. And there's just all mm-hmm. of these things that are going on. And it's like, no wonder people were just kind of like, I'm going to smoke pot and be a hippie because this, <laughs> this is too stressful. This world's crazy. <laughs> so it was so interesting. For each of the three books, what kind of timeline does he build? Is it, you know, a few days before death, a couple years? Like, what kind of snapshot are we looking at? It varies. So with Killing Jesus, it started with Jesus's birth. So that covered sort of his whole life. But it doesn't go into a huge amount of detail. Obviously, we don't know yeah. as much about Jesus being 2000 years ago about sort of those middle ages. So it kind of starts with his his birth and then it kind of flash forward to when he starts his ministry. And then we have a lot more documentation on what's mm-hmm. going on there. With Lincoln, it started, it kind of did a little bit of back and forth. So it really started with when Robert E. Lee was surrendering at Appomattox is sort of where it started. And then it kind of flashed back a little bit and then flash forward and it'll kind of layer in John Wilkes Booth and what he was doing and then what Lincoln was doing. So that one danced around a little bit more, but mm-hmm. still that was what maybe a not that long six week time period or anything like that. With mm-hmm. Kennedy, it was the two years, three years basically from when he got elected to when he was shot mm-hmm. with a little bit of backstory in there about, you know, some of his life leading up to that, which I didn't know he was in World War II. I probably should have known that, but I didn't know. I um, didn't either. He was a lieutenant in the Navy and he was apparently responsible for, they had gotten kind of off track and they ended up him and his crew ended up stranded on an island and he had to swim for hours and find help and he rescued them and all this kind of stuff so I didn't really know any of that because he always just sort of came off as a spoiled rotten little brat to me but yeah You know, I I think that's what was most interesting to me on reading all of these is we have a tendency as we look back at history to either make people saints or villains, like they're all good or they're all bad. But all three of these books sort of just layered in there that all the nuances that we know exist, but we don't really think about. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were bad people who did great things or they were good people who maybe weren't perfect like we thought they were. But I think it just kind of makes us go, yeah, they were people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you said that... It's very approachable as far as nonfiction goes. Is it written in like a narrative style, kind of like a like a fiction story would be? Or is it more like tried and true? And on this day, blah, blah, blah. This happened. happened and then this happened. It's definitely narrative. Okay. Yeah. So it, I think that's what makes it easier to read, too, is it kind of builds a little bit of mystery. Yeah. A kind of flashback and forth. Mm-hmm. They'll share some of what, like sometimes they'll say, and he was thinking this. And I was like, do you really know what he was thinking? Asterisk. <laughs> Can you really say that and call mm-hmm. it nonfiction? But a lot of the stuff, like they'll put it in quotes if it came from a memoir or if it yeah. came from a diary or something like that. And so mm-hmm. I guess you could say they were thinking that. But there was a couple times where I was like, mm, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's very narrative and very easy to read mm-hmm. and really kind of paints this picture. And, and like I said, they do some jumping around. So that helps because then you're kind of it builds the picture of this story mm-hmm. in pieces to where you kind of stay interested in it. And so that's what I really enjoyed about it. And again, it wasn't all that heavy, heavy. And and they, they put a nod in there because each one of these stories so far, obviously there's a conspiracy involved. Mm-hmm. We don't know all the facts. So they'll, they'll sort of have some of those caveats in there. Like this is the most researched Why or commonly we, understood yeah. part of it. Yes, this could happen. Yes, that could happen. One of my favorite parts in the Kennedy one, as they said that was like, there's all these conspiracies about it could have been this, it could have been that, it could have been this. But at the end of the day, what we need to remember is this was a man who had a wife that he loved, who had kids 
who loved him and he got shot. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it really kind of brings you back to that humanizing effect of, Yeah. yeah, this happened and maybe he made a good decision here or a bad decision there. He did these horrible things or these great things. But at the end of the day, he was a family man and he got shot and that sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know you normally read for pleasure or for escape. And honestly, when you told me these titles, I was like, wow, that's kind of morbid. Do you, (laughs) is it removed enough because of history that it doesn't feel like you're just reading about death like over and over again. I guess I didn't really think about it. Although for the longest time, I didn't pick any of the books up because I was like, I don't want to read about death. And I don't know what made me pick them up now, but it it didn't feel morbid. Okay. I guess because we already know the end. So I was like, yeah, I know what I'm reading. And I looked at it more from the standpoint of the historicity of what was going on in the time and place to kind of build out that picture. So it doesn't necessarily focus as much on the death part of it because you really don't come into contact with that till like right at the very end and then he was shot and then it ends right after they die each time i was wondering if it followed aftermath or anything like that no there's a little bit like in the afterward there's a little blurb on each of the characters involved and sort of what happened after but typically the three that i've read so far they just sort of end with and they were dead and that's the end of that and it seems like the word like the title is a lot more like catchy and like you know, shocking than the actual story would be, since it seems like a lot of this is is explaining why someone killed them. Yeah, and sort Um, of the history of what happened. I would definitely agree with that. Which doesn't feel as morbid. It feels more like, oh, I wonder why that happened, as opposed to a book that is like a whole chapter on on their death, and you're just like, oh no. (laughs) Especially because for a lot of them, there's already so many other books that really go into the the autopsy and then and it's just like oh yeah it steers clear of that so it's again just for that overview understanding what's going on these are great books and it feels it it feels like these are good nonfiction books along with like eric larson and things like that that if you want to try nonfiction, might be a good place to start because i know a lot of people may be interested in something like that because maybe they're interested in history or, or learning more about important figures but it's very because these people are so famous that are part of the series a lot of the books like you said that you pick up are very detailed and nitpicky and i know that i have once picked up a book that was very well researched and i i was like wow this i believe everything in here is true and then i was like but i'm gonna close the cover because it's so hard to read (laughs) like every five words it was like a footnote and i was like okay i believe you (laughs) i got it you researched this i got it it's all true yes but i i feel like nonfiction is a really hard thing for people to get into and a lot of that is for the reason that you talked about like a lot of people read to escape or to experience new worlds or wind down before bedtime exactly and and being like well let's see how our great leaders were murdered (laughs) right (laughs) it's a hard sell so it is nice to know that these are very like approachable easygoing you know not gonna just try anything too crazy it's it's it feels like the the right introductory to like historical like nonfiction, where it's you know about a about a figure important figure (laughs) and there was some gut check moments because you know they would say something like when they were talking about Jackie, they would say something like, and that was the last dinner party they would host. And Mm -hmm. you just sort of go, oh, God, and she doesn't know. Yeah. And you wish you could stop that moment for her because it's so heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Another thing I didn't know about her, and I'm sure other people knew this, but I didn't know. So she had 
lost a couple of children before she had Carolyn and John mm-hmm. Jr. And then she had another baby like two months before JFK got killed that was born prematurely and he only lived like 48 hours. Oh, oh gosh. So then you think, oh my gosh, she lost a baby and a husband horrifically in like a two month period. And yeah. it's just heartbreaking and but she handled it with such class and mm-hmm. and all that stuff but but you just as a woman you're just like oh my gosh how much can you handle that's yeah. so devastating is there another book in the series that you are interested in reading next are you are you on a on a kick now as a matter of fact <laughs> on, <a tear>. I, <laughs> on my way in here i picked up killing Patton. okay because i know zero about Patton other than you know he was in the army or mm-hmm. whatever one of those military the branches <laughs> one of those branches i don't know he's not sure you just say military right the military <laughs> And I know he was a great strategist, but I know nothing about him. Mm -hmm. And I, in fact, when I saw the cover, I was like, wait a minute, he wasn't assassinated. But reading the inside, apparently he died under less than stellar terms. So maybe he was assassinated. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, not exciting. But you know what I mean. (laughs) For the moment, for just a second, when you said killing Patton, part of my brain registered that General Patton is a person. The other part was like, Patton Oswalt's not dead. (laughs) Katie, why would it be about Patton Oswalt? <laughs> Word association. <laughs> yep, I like I said, different parts of my brain were thinking different things because literally, as I thought that, my brain went, "It's General Patton," and I was like, "Okay, thanks for clarifying. Thanks for all of my brain working." I guess. <laughs> so I have to ask, just and excuse my ignorance. You said that there's a little bit of a conspiracy that's examined in all three. What was the one for Lincoln? It, well, it was more of the conspiracy about John Wilkes Booth and how he had built that conspiracy. Oh, yeah. And then there's a little bit in there because the Secret Service agent that was supposed to be protecting the president that night had a history of dereliction of duty. Mm. And he was put, he was literally supposed to be sitting in front of the door that John Wilkes Booth would have that he walked through to get to the president's Mm -hmm. box. This particular agent was basically like, yeah, I kind of don't want to do this. So he left and was across the street at the bar drinking. Whoa. That was when the Secret Service was still new. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not even sure if it was quote unquote Secret Service at that point. He might have been like a police officer for Washington, Mm D.C. I can't remember for sure. So he was drinking in the bar next door and he never got in trouble for that. That is weird. After the fact. Feels like you should get in trouble for yeah. at least abandoning bit, your yeah. post. Right? <laughs> at least. I mean, whether or not the president got shot on your watch, okay, that's a thing. But you literally weren't yeah. there. Even and- if he didn't get shot, you should get in trouble for leaving. Right? For leaving <laughs> your, your job. Po- that's literally your job. He never got written up. He never got in trouble. Yeah. And so there was a couple of hints in there like, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Not sure why he- that would have happened. A- got some inside man. Right? You know? So, But again, we knew it was a conspiracy because... Because obviously John Wilkes Booth had other people and they were trying to kill. They tried to kill several other people that night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that one was a total conspiracy. But there was just a little bit of those hints in there like, oh, that's hmm, weird. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Are you a history buff now? Oh, I've always been a history buff. Are you like, but like a nonfiction, oh. like reading history buff? Yeah. So you said Are Eric. going to see you like checking out piles of. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. But you did mention Eric Larson earlier. Yeah. That was literally my intro to yeah. fabulous nonfiction. I've read every book he's ever written. He is amazing. I love Eric. Eric Larson. Yeah. Yes. I was not a I, I, I don't want to say not a nonfiction person because certain things like usually like science nonfiction or like, you know, like everyone has their little topics that they like. I was never good at reading like nonfiction about history because every time I'd get like 20 pages in and I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so Ariel Garson was the first time I had experienced narrative nonfiction about historical events. And I was like, this is fun. This is like a TV show about history. <laughs> I love this. He always picks such random topics. Random topics that you never knew you wanted to know more about. But then you read it and you're like, wow, I did want to know about the American ambassador like in Germany. In Germany before, in 1933. Before World War II even happened. They're like... That's my favorite part of this book is that they're like, this is not about World War II. Yeah. This is about some time before World War II. But yeah, so it's nice to have like more collections to add to that like introductory narrative nonfiction basket that you can recommend to people so they can have their Eric Larson moment where they go like, maybe I do like history. I, yeah, I wanted to learn about serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all I can think of. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and talking about a book series that really has checked out very well here yes. at the library, mm -hmm. but we haven't really ever talked about it on the show. So we have not. Now we have. <laughs> and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.